Hello everyone and welcome to Unbalanced Podcast with me, Kara Stavage. I am so excited because today I'm recording my first ever interview episode. Please welcome Right Keys Only. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. It's really cool to be back in Radio Platform. I haven't been here in ages. I know. Yeah. So today, guys, we're filming in Radio Platform, which is a little studio in Cardiff Bay in the Wales Millennium Centre. So I used to have a show in Radio Platform and it's great to be back. And you were working in Radio Platform as well. Yeah, you? I used to be the like the radio broadcasting assistant like last year and then like went off in full time in music. So oh, wow. it's been a bit wild really. Yeah. Well it's nice that this is like the first time we meet, but we're in a place that we both have connections to, so that's nice. So, right keys only, tell me a bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? So I'm from Aberdeer. Um, I was originally born in Germany, so like I always feel like a tourist, right? Wow. Um, but I'm a full-time musician. I recently got into like electronic dance music, so like kind of like drum and bassy, ravey kind of stuff. Whoa. Yeah, I like to drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So you have a condition called Ibs palsy, am mm-hmm. I right? Yeah. So this is kind of a new concept for me. I don't really know much about it. So do you mind telling me a bit more about it? Yeah, so in short, herbs palsy basically means that my left arm is partially paralyzed because of like nerve damage due to birth complications. And normally if they catch it within three months of a baby being born, they can rectify it. But at the time, like this was like 23 years ago, they, the doctors, that sh- it was so rare they didn't know what it was. Um, and I was in Germany born, so like they even more so it wasn't that medically advanced. Um, it was only when we came over to the UK, we actually found like only two specialists knew about the condition, but like absolutely changed my life. Like my left arm was like fully paralyzed when I was born and now I can move it a little bit. I've had a lot of surgery, but it's like, it's given me a lot more than I would have. And my specialist actually did the first double hand transplant like ever. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So you were born with it, but you weren't diagnosed until a lot later. How old are you? It would have been like probably about a year old, which is like quite like late when you think about it. But so when I was born, the nerve condition affected my eye as well, like the damage that happened. And um, so it would droop when I was sleepy. Right. And uh, absolutely cute when you're a baby, not as an adult. But (laughs) but um, so the doctors thought I'd had a stroke because my arm was paralyzed and my eye was drooping. So they put it down to that. But yeah. Oh, wow. Mad, honestly, yeah. So it's quite a rare condition, am I right to say that? Yeah, it is. And um, mine's actually like considered like the worst in the UK for what it is. Like I said, oh, wow. usually they catch it, rectify it a little bit. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. Like even when I've gone to like events with like the Herbs Ballsy group, which is like the only charity in the UK, like it's mad because my arm looks different from everybody else's. Like most people, you wouldn't even be able to tell, whereas mine's shorter and things like that. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was fully paralyzed, but you said now you've had surgery on it and you can kind of move it a bit more what's that been like you know knowing what it was like when it was paralyzed I mean I would have wouldn't have known because I was so little when it happened um but I I, so like I was in and out of surgery until about 16 um yeah like constantly that was like a constant thing um but like so uh, I had a family member ask me recently if like I could have two normal arms would I and I was like no and they were really confused because they're like well we have two hands it works great like why wouldn't you and I was like well that would be like suddenly giving you a paralyzed arm that you it just wouldn't feel normal like this has been my life you know just having arms this way yeah and it makes you who you are as well oh 100 percent, yeah and I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences related to this that you wouldn't have had if you had two you know fully functioning arms 
honestly I think I would have been a really boring person like <laughs> literally like what was it like 13 I was in the Welsh Paralympic team and like a gold medalist in five sports by the time I was like 19 and then like now I'm in music and like doing that I've been like a BBC introducing Wales artist and like a lot of my music was pushed because like disability isn't as accepted in the music scene even now and so like my my impairment has like shoved so much what I've done like it's driven me so much I don't think I would have had that experience if I didn't have it definitely wow that is amazing (laughs) so you said you're in the music industry Mm. what's that been like kind of with a disability have you felt accepted or have, have there been any major hurdles so the majority of the music scene is like so accepting and it is like so willing to like learn and grow but when I started I was in a band and I was just I was a singer in the band and I remember going to like an open mic night and the host of the night like was so lovely at first because we were completely new and then he went into the microphone before we went on he was like we've got some amazing musicians tonight and we've got a singer but we all know singers aren't real musicians and at least she's hot and that was me yeah to the entire audience just as we were about to go on and so like that moment was such like a triggering point where it's like I have to prove that wrong and like within that year I learned how to produce in my bedroom in uni became a BBC introducing Wales artist on those played on radio there did my first festivals and like yeah like it really drove me and then I started to learn how to make music using just vocals because I was like if singers aren't musicians I'm going to prove that wrong so I learned beatboxing I would like make music using just my voice in a loop station on like pub floors and and yeah and then now I learned to produce and like try and make the industry way more accessible than it is because it's just not mainstream yet wow that's (laughs) so cool and I love that kind of that negative experience that you had has driven you to like prove them wrong and do even more that's such an awful thing to say I'm so sorry (laughs) oh it's all right even when I was beatboxing I literally had musicians come up to me and they'd be like oh you're using your voice it's not real music and I'm like, music is just making sound. You could tap on the table and that's making music. Exactly. It's mad, yeah. Exactly. So what's your favourite kind of stuff to do music-wise, like with your voice? Oh, my favourite thing to do with my voice? I don't know. I used to like making like different like drum sounds, like the generic beatboxing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why like now I'm so like into like electronic dance and drum and bass because there's just yeah. something about a beat like in a heavy bass line that is so calming, especially because yeah. I've got like ADHD as well okay so, yeah can you give us a little sample of your beatboxing oh i can't like this is gonna be <laughs> so bad like it's like you do oh god this is gonna be horrendous come on give us give us a beat okay so you, you got your 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 what's it what do you call it a hi-hat or it's like a oh yeah do you reckon you can do it oh yeah like sharp kind of yeah and then you've got your like your sort of like kicks with like a kind of sound okay it's like a and then you just keep building on top of it. So you've got your um, lower kicks then, which are like a like kind of noise, but like you do it really deep into the microphone. Okay. So it like echoes through. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> wow, so you've basically got a whole drum kit in your voice. Yeah, <laughs> pretty insane. much. From what I hear, the music industry is kind of progressing to be a bit more accessible to everyone but I still feel like there's a long way to go Mm. um have you come across many other disabled people in the music industry slowly now I'm like starting to come across a lot of it because like everything I do like I promote it a lot through like social media now right like it's the place to be like you want to share stuff and like people are like reaching out connecting from like charities and organizations and stuff like that and it's so nice to like see 
other people who like I can relate to in in like media or social media because when I was little you didn't have that like we had the Paralympics but it was like on a different channel you know like that was the closest you got to like inclusion and so like seeing like there was a person with herbs palsy on like some Netflix show recently who's like this mega famous fashion designer now and stuff like that and to have those role models there is like oh my god I'm seen I'm, I'm represented yeah wow that's so interesting did you say you were sporty as well yeah yeah okay so you did a lot of sports when you were younger yeah so um only when I was like 13 onwards so like I was never allowed to run or like do sports in school in case like I fell over and hurt my arm like my arm was like the gold you know you gotta protect it and uh what like one day my mate was like oh I really want to do cross country and I was like you know I can't run like this is such a bad idea I'm gonna be so unfit and like we went and did it and like halfway through one of the coaches was like oh we've got like um some throwing activities going on like we're training for like the county games or school games or whatever um would you like to try it and I was like yes please like I'm dying right now I'm sweating through my eyeballs this is disgusting and like went over tried discus and like instantly they were like come do the county games got gold at the county games and then was instantly picked up by like the Welsh Paralympic team did a session with them and they're like okay we're gonna get you training in Portugal and Spain we're gonna take you all around the UK like my life was suddenly just planned out and yeah it just kicked wow. off it was mad yeah That's crazy do you still do a lot of discuss and other Paralympic stuff now um so I came away from it when I was about 20 but I still do like a lot of like I like a fitness challenge so I'm currently training for like a half marathon um I do like sort of like strongman like weightlifting stuff um I recently was able to do like 50 one-handed press-ups in like two minutes that was pretty (gasps) cool yeah that is insane so that one arm must be so strong honestly so I feel like Popeye on one side right (laughs) (laughs) I'm always worried it's going to like off balance me or something. <laughs> well, this podcast is called Unbalanced. Oh, so. nice, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So you told me that you have ADHD as well. Is that a new diagnosis? Yeah, so that is new. I was literally diagnosed about a month and a half ago, which was, is, is kind of mad to like, you know, like have it like at 23 years old because you've sort of like you have these habits and characteristics, but it's sort of taught that it's normal and you have to like work out how to deal with them. And so to have someone sit down and be like, actually, there's a reason that you feel a little bit different is like really affirming, but also very odd at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what kind of symptoms would you say you have? Um, It's like very hyperactive, very like impulsive kind of thing. Not like, like it, I've learned to manage it over the years. So I made like this massive bucket list once of just all these random things I wanted to do, right? And it'd be like random stuff. Like I'd be in uni and then suddenly go, I want to go up three mountains in three days and would just go the next morning, which is amazing. Like I was hiking up all around Wales and like sleeping in my car boot with two dogs and stuff. Like it was madness. Wow. So there's like positive ways to manage those kinds of things. But then there was stuff that I had to learn as well. So like learning how to make sure I ate properly and things like that, especially coming from professional sports, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, things like that, like are really important, yeah. So it really sounds like you've taken something that could, you know, affect your life negatively into something really positive. I love mm. that. That's just like, I love you. that you have such a positive kind of outlook on how to maintain it in the best possible way. Like your bucket list, that's insane. You sound like a very <laughs> spontaneous person. Oh, 100%. I mean, like music was kind of the same, right? So like, obviously that guy said the, you know, the, the words that he did at an open mic. 
and it was like a switch went off on my brain it, you know for a lot of people that's like can be really off-putting but I'm straight away like no I've got to prove it wrong and I've got to learn every way to do it possible kind of thing and the best it could be so it's been really beneficial in that way I mean I started off doing acoustic stuff and like soft ballads and emotional stuff when I was doing music and then I remember the same sort of scenario, like not really being respected because I was quite introverted as well in the music scene. And I was like, right, okay, I'm going to raves and people have amazing energy at those or punk gigs and people have amazing energy at those and they're really seen. I was like, I could do that. And it was like a switch just went off in my brain. I was like, I could do that. And that was when I made my first drum and bass track. And now we're like, I'm known for making electronic dance music because I was like, I'm just going to do it and did. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you started off with acoustic. Was that like with a backing track or a cappella? So I was in a band at the time. Okay. And then we went separate ways. And I then would literally just go out busking every day with a backing track. It was a bit of a complex time. So this was after I left Radio Platform. My mum had passed away. And it was this moment of I really need focus. And I don't know what's going on. And I just need to get out of bed again. And so I literally, like I said, I'd, I'd take my amp go out onto like the streets of Cardiff or like Aberdeer, Swansea, anywhere I could play a backing track and started off like really quietly just like singing to these different songs and then slowly like venue owners were coming up to me and producers were coming to talk to me and being like please can we do something with this can we do something with that and it sort of snowballed out of it like you gotta take one day at a time. <laughs> wow that's yeah. so inspiring it's just so good to hear that <laughs> you managed to take something that was obviously mm. a difficult time in your life and turn it into this kind of new chapter where the opportunities were coming out of nowhere I love that so would you say that you want to carry on with music is that the kind of track you think you're going to take in life oh 100% like I feel set in my ways I was talking to a musician the other day and I was like it's mad when you talk to other people about their jobs and they go like I can't wait to retire I'm gonna play golf I'm gonna travel and like in my brain I'm like no I'm gonna be performing when I'm like 98 that's what's gonna be (laughs) happening like it doesn't go away (laughs) it's really like given me like a whole sense of life when I've needed it most music's been that thing to keep striving for something and making something and being proud of yourself for it and that's that's nice definitely wow that's so cool so so yeah you've kind of got your future kind of laid out for you and who knows the kind of opportunities that you'll get when you when you grow up honestly <laughs> when you get older. Really, oh god I say that like I'll be 32 <laughs> that's terrifying <laughs> I can say I definitely agree when I first started doing shows at Radio Platform I really found my love for presenting and I can talk and talk and talk which is mm. why I kind of started this podcast and my condition muscular dystrophy mm. it'll get worse as I get older so I'm actually loving the fact that I've actually managed to find something that won't affect me physically Mm -hmm. because I can just sit down and talk into a microphone and that's something I can do even if I can't use any of my limbs when I'm older Mm. I can still carry on using my voice yeah yeah. I love that and it's it's good to find a passion that you know other people say I can't wait to retire and you're just like no I love what I do and I can't wait to just keep doing it forever honestly I think there's so much in that obviously like this podcast as well as heightening the voices of like disabled community and things like that but you have that side that you can like use what you have to inspire other people but then it's also at the same time like this is what I found with the stuff I make now sort of rave drum and bass stuff that when I started making that it was like okay yeah everyone knew me being like a disabled musician like I always say like I'm, I'm the two-handed one-handed musician and uh everyone knew me for that but it wasn't just I was known for being disabled anymore it was like oh yeah she's disabled but she also makes like raving banging tracks like yeah you know oh she's also this person oh she dances on this way on stage you know it's you exactly. can inspire but also be who you are as well and that's so important <laughs> exactly yeah and obviously you know it's cool to see someone with a disability in the music industry mm. smashing it like you are 
but also it's not because of your disability that you've gotten here it's because of your amazing talents <laughs> thank you <laughs> say more <laughs> have you done a lot of gigs recently yeah it's honestly popped off so like i said like i used to do acoustic and i'd maybe get like a gig every like, couple months and things like that and then like started like releasing and uh, making EDM and then suddenly like every time I've done a gig now they've been like can we have you back here can we have you back here and I literally have gigs every weekend sometimes this weekend three times in one weekend at different places until like December and I've got like people looking for January and past then and it has gone insane it's wild that's crazy (laughs) wow do you go out a lot yourself what like partying or like yeah or you know like a night out or go clubbing or something like that so I never had been to like a gig until like last year okay um I don't even performed at them which sounds like really fun myself like I'd never been and then like I started to go to more this year just to experience that energy or like even going to stuff that I know nothing about Mm -hmm. like I went to like some jazz thing the other night and it was so nice to like hear something that I I don't know anything about that I can just enjoy and move to especially with ADHD as well like being able to like stim and let the energy out kind of thing is really Mm -hmm. important yeah wow that's so cool what would you say is your favorite place to perform my favorite place to perform oh my god somewhere that you go regularly maybe okay so it's not one that I go regularly but it was one I was really really like proud of doing was um just Club Abont in Cardiff right and like it's mad because I remember being at a punk gig my friend had invited me to and I don't listen to punk normally and I was like I'll go anyway just for the vibe and I remember being in this crowd watching this band go absolutely insane everyone was cheering and it was warm we were all dancing going mad and it was a moment I was like I want to be like them I want to be like them on stage and I want to perform on this stage one day and literally it was like I think three four months later I had a gig there and I was wow. like oh my god this is my moment like yeah that's so cool it's like a full circle moment then yeah that's yeah insane and I love that you see something and you're like I want that mm-hmm. and then it happens like yeah. mm-hmm. when when your mind is set to it you can do anything which I think is just amazing and so inspiring thank you so outside of the music scene and the mm. sports scene would you say there were any major hurdles that you faced with this condition kind of day to day I don't know I think I think I kind of like mentioned it a little bit earlier that the inspiration complex I think is a really big one so like physically I've never really had any problems um because again I I grew up with like my arm the way it is but like the perception that your main selling point is that you're disabled and that you're there to inspire others which definitely I 100% like use what I do to try and inspire other people but sometimes it's just nice to be known for you as a person but then with ADHD I think a big struggle especially like currently is so obviously I was only just diagnosed diagnosed and mm. so that means to everyone around me I've never had ADHD in their minds oh, yeah. so like the acceptance is really weird there's certain family I know I can't talk to about it because they don't think it's real oh, and that's like annoying. yeah even friends like I notice sometimes there's a slight disconnect where they're like oh yeah she yeah I'm sure she does have it mm-hmm. and like, I think that's quite a struggle because you're you're already like trying to accept something yourself um yeah and understand it. yeah so you need the support so I would say that's probably a big obstacle with that okay yeah, yeah. so so with ADHD do you feel like your friends or your family had kind of picked up on it before you were diagnosed because I've got a friend with ADHD mm-hmm. and all her friends are like yeah she's definitely got the obvious signs were you like that yeah so a, a lot of like <laughs> my dating <laughs> partners used to all know because like obviously you spend like the most time with them isn't it because you're like all lovey-dovey and stuff yeah, yeah. and they would be like you're like a golden retriever like you're just always on the go and like constantly <laughs> hyped it's like I had little obsessions with like 
dinosaurs since I was little. I've been like getting so excited about these like little hyper focus moments. They're like, no, it's obvious. You should go talk to someone. Aww. And I then noticed as well that 90% of my circle of people that I'm close to or get on with are usually autistic or ADHD and things like that. And they're going, yeah, you're a lot like me. And I'm like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it i know the doctor said but okay <laughs> which is nice as well because then like i'm accepted by those communities as well like it's mm-hmm. like being in a safe space to just be who you are and that's really nice exactly yeah oh that's good yeah. and i'm glad that you have kind of people in your life that are accepting of it and mm. you know i guess as time goes on maybe the rest of your family or whatever will be a bit more on board with that i feel like a lot of things nowadays I think especially family members just they don't like labels Mm. they're like why why do you feel like you have to diagnose yourself it's it's never the doctor it's (laughs) diagnosing yourself why did you choose this come on exactly (laughs) but yeah it is a real Mm. thing and you know I hope that people can accept that a bit more because it is Mm. a real thing it's quite like a it's not a rare thing ADHD Mm. I, I feel like you know we all know someone with it so yeah it's something it, mad like the statistics are crazy now that it's the majority of people have it kind of thing or like autism yeah. or something like that it's yeah. it's so natural but I think I think people change with time we always want to see proof I guess if there's something we really don't believe so mm. like the only way I can think about it is with music right so I was originally going to go and do like neuroscience or law and stuff like that and my parents were like yes that's what you're doing and then I was like actually I kind of want to like perform it was like a big no-no so much anger around it and it was only when they then saw me performing were like oh my god this is your place we understand Mm. this is where you need to be this is a job and I see that now kind of thing yeah and so like I hope that's the same I guess with disability yeah yeah I was gonna say as well I think people are less accepting of just the arts in general like (laughs) you know everyone knows this and it's just so difficult to try and convince people that it is like a real industry to go into people are like oh you know it's it's flaky Mm -hmm. you won't get jobs all the time you won't be able to settle into anything secure enough to support you and I'm like well just watch watch this space I mean you have to pay taxes so it must be a job right (laughs) but I mean yeah I honestly like so moving back um because I lived in Cardiff for a long time moving to a rural area like Aberdeer where I'm where I am now and like meeting other young people who are so talented in like the arts and music or art in general and they have this belief that I can't make it and I can't do it and that was also kind of a driving force in all of it because I'm going like no look look I'm doing it and also learn from my mistakes as well because then you'll get there quicker Mm -hmm. I think like it needs to be accepted that people can go into that industry and like make it big if they want to you know live the big dream and you don't have to just you know leave school go get like a mandatory job and all this sort of stuff like explore and expand and you can exactly I think it's definitely becoming more of like a thing now Mm. where people leave school and decide actually I don't want to go to university or actually I don't want to do you know neurosciences like you said or you know anything kind of big and mainstream it's like actually I want to go into the arts actually I want to take a year out and travel and see what happens because you know I feel like a lot of people are forced to go into university even if they're not actually into that kind of subject that they're gonna do but yeah I I feel Mm. like the arts is slowly growing again so I'm really excited to see what happens as we get older like the newer generations what they do and I feel like you're a really good example of that with you know your EDM and Mm. stuff like that with just your voice 
and I think being a female in the arts as well do you think that's like a big thing oh a hundred percent so that was like the like the addition like with that open mic that it was like oh it's okay she's not a real singer but at least she's hot kind of thing yeah or it's like, like objectified yeah and like that was like a regular thing throughout that entire night kind of thing it's also like it's like idea I think kind of ties in with disability that a lot of the time when we see disability it's those sort of you know like visually acceptable disabilities kind mm-hmm. of thing like you often don't see deformity and things like that in the media or like you might just you know like you have a okay you've got a wheelchair user it's like okay but what if someone like myself who my arms look different you don't really see it it doesn't happen mm. especially when you add like being a female on there or being LGBT background as well it's like to us you really don't look like what we want to see and so we're not going to show yeah. it kind of thing and yeah. that's difficult that's a lot like that's something that really needs to be broken down a lot even the way I dressed I'd be like really like conservative and stuff and then I remember starting to get tattoos normally I have neon green eyeshadow on and like I love that. neon clothes and stuff like that literally like I've just come out of like a school disco kind of vibe <laughs> and it was just so thrilling and like that's why I still like do it on stage and go all out on stage because if I feel good and I'm enjoying it everyone else will as well exactly so just got to experience it yeah yeah and it's definitely a good way to kind of experiment with what you like mm. it sounds like your brand you know being like out there and dressing like cool colors and stuff like yes. that it's just definitely a way to make an impression even if people mm. don't like it you've made an impression and I think that's the most important thing because they'll remember you then oh 100% yeah no it's really important so I grew up in like rural towns and stuff like that and you wouldn't even see people with like colored hair kind of thing like, I, I'm I'm bisexual myself and I remember like having a friend who's a lesbian and there was probably like three openly LGBT members in the community and wow. stuff like that like let alone disability you didn't see any of that so like when I left there and came to live in Cardiff for a bit and just saw all this diversity it was like oh my gosh there's so much this is gorgeous it's like Disneyland like it was great (laughs) yeah in rural towns you don't get a lot of diversity did you feel kind of alone growing up knowing that you were kind of you know maybe a bit different and not having any other friends or anything with a disability did you feel kind of isolated yeah I definitely did so on top of all of it I was I was a carer as well for my mum since she passed mm. and she would had a brain injury since I was 10 right so I was disabled but I also had to become an adult really quickly like mm. really really young and like you know learn how to look after a house learn how to almost parent your own parent and so like there's such a divide there to learn how to socialize as a kid how to just have fun as a kid and I think that came out a lot when I did become a teenager and get into music and things like that because I was suddenly like it's been so long where I've not gone for the things I enjoy because I've had other responsibilities. I'm just going to go for it and I'm just going to not waste time and do what I love. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> so cheesy. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it is quite cliche, but it, there's a reason for it maybe because it is so true. Like life is short. So you kind of want to just grab opportunities as much as you can, just wherever you can find them. And like you said, kind of like making up for maybe years where you didn't feel like you could do whatever you wanted. Now you can just kind of spread your wings and do whatever. Yes. <laughs> So, is there a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self or to someone else in your position that's maybe kind of starting out as a musician? So, I think something I learned when I went into into music that is it's not going to be easy. Um, I think that's with anything that you're pursuing, right? You've kind of got the whole world against you and you're not really knowing what's going on. But it's important just to just do anything you can. So, 
when I, I went full time, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, I'm doing an industry where no one accepts it. I need to do something. And so every day I was contacting 30, 40 different organizations around the UK that may even have the smallest connection to the art scene and like had so many rejections, but then I'd get one or two yeses and then like slowly they grew and I'd gain experience. So like this idea of like, don't hold back if you want to try something, like be loud about it and tell everybody, ask everybody and like fight for what you want and really push for it. And I think also at the same time, something I learned when I was a, a carer, um, and it's something I've passed on to friends is that nothing bad is gonna last forever. So my mum with her brain injury, like was really up and down with her mood. It's quite unpredictable. And that was quite a terminus household. But I knew that in a few days, she her brain would be elsewhere and it would be better again. And that would happen kind of thing. Even I was like, okay, as I grow older and things like that, we're going to get help with her. And so it will get better. And it, it really does. You could be going into a career that you really want right now and have no money, but that money will come along. It might take a week or come along. Your parents yeah. might be angry about your career choice. They'll forget about it in a week. It changes and it does really get better. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they'll kind of come to accept it a bit more as well. Mm. Like I, I think the longer you do something, you know, when you start out in the arts or something and your parents aren't accepting of it, the longer you do it, I'm sure the longer they kind of get used to it and mm-hmm. that anger will fade, definitely. 100%, yeah. I love that. That's so inspiring. Thank you. So you can find Right Keys Only on Instagram at right keys only yes i love the username how did you come up with that so i was actually learning piano at the time right so i could only play the right keys and it became like it had its own little slogan at gigs so i'd always say like oh it's right light right hand keys like what goes in the door and only because i only make one-handed music and you'd always have people looking at you like how do you make one-handed music you've got two hands and so my follow-up then became oh yeah i know like i've got another arm but it's paralyzed which means i'm really great at high fives and terrible at jazz hands <laughs> and that is, that is like become a staple at every gig and like literally I had this dream the other night where i was at a massive festival and i was like guys i'm great at high fives and terrible at what and everyone went jazz hands and so like i really want that to be a reality one day oh wow that's yeah. so cool so that's kind of your slogan yeah my go-to <laughs> i've given it away now <laughs> i love that well we know what to say if we ever see you in a gig and you want us to shout out we know to say jazz hands yes <laughs> i like that i love it so that's kind of your brand now that's your name right keys only yeah i'm gonna be releasing tracks at the end of 2023 i'll have tracks coming out officially but the only place to listen to them at the moment is gigs so like anyone should come along to a gig but cool. yeah that's about it really <laughs> thank you for having me this has been lush it's been so so good and thank you for being my first ever interviewee oh my gosh i can't wait to put this out and for everyone to hear your amazing story you are an inspiration and you're just an amazing amazing person and i'm so grateful that you came onto my podcast to just kind of show everyone it is possible to make it big with a disability and not let the disability define you as well so yeah it's been amazing to chat to you it's been amazing to meet you as well yeah it's great to meet you as well besides email like you're a person oh my gosh yeah yeah. we've been back and forth for a while but it's actually (laughs) happened now so thank you guys so much for listening to unbalanced and thank you to right keys only for joining me today please feel free to follow me on instagram at karis davidge and right keys only at right keys only on instagram Mm -hmm. are you on any other social media platform so every platform that you look up right keys only on i have stolen so yeah (laughs) tiktok facebook everything perfect okay so you know where to find her and thank you so much for listening
listening. I hope you have an amazing week. If you're listening on Radio Platform, thank you so much for listening. I will definitely be back soon with another episode. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, please feel free to give me a five-star review if you can. That would be great. And I'll see you guys soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.